Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. These Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. These Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got game him. Winner. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. JJ German for the win. He got it. JJ German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos in the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. And good Thursday to you, Jay Sandos, in afternoon. Again. I guess it could be afternoon. Hello. Morning, Hello. wherever you are. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher. Never real sure when you do podcast slash live. What do you say? It is Thursday. It is the 22nd episode of Sandos and the Sidekick. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher. A lot to get to. Last night we had the ETSU Radio Coaches Show, so we'll talk a little bit about Coach Sanders, some of his answers. Uh, we'll also talk to head coach Steve Forbes. We got some sound bites. Practice just started on Tuesday. Uh, hard to believe uh, that that's happening because it used to be October 15th. They would do the Midnight Madness. Everything would go into it. Then it started earlier. Then they've started. Now you can practice in the uh, summertime. So it's everything's just kind of changed uh, with basketball. And we'll talk to head coach Steve Forbes. Just get some initial bites from him about uh, the first day on Tuesday. We'll also have Crazy Coach. It's Crazy Coach Thursday, and we'll talk to Matt McGahey, the uh, uh, Senior Athletic Director for External Operations. That being said, I'll probably shorten that up next time we talk to him. But uh, he's going to talk about the rail. He was instrumental in getting the actual rail built for ETSU Chattanooga. Normally Thursday we talk to Tom Arth. He just wasn't able to to get with us until Friday. So we'll have his comments on the uh, pregame show on Saturday. Do you think he's playing it a little closer to the vest because this may be one of the biggest games in ETSU Chattanooga history. Well, I'll say this. Is that I, possible? I, I think he got confused, and I'll just be honest, because no. the, the, the email I got back was confirming Friday, and so we go back and forth emails, and he finally said, so this is for, for ESPN3, right? And I was, like, uh, I was like, no, this is for our radio broadcast that you did last year. And then he was like, I did it last year. I was like, yes, you did it last year. We talked. And then he – so I thought for a second he was going to waffle and say no. But he, he was ended bitter up, about the interview up, last year, yeah. But he ended up saying yes, so uh, apparently he didn't screw it up last year, well, so they're going to let you do it allow again. Allow me to t- make a mountain out of a molehill and say that it is because he may be trembling in his shoes thinking about the box. Mountain, molehill, welcome to the show, Jay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> early for the hot take button. Yeah. So uh, where do you want to go? You want to go basketball, football? What do we want to talk uh, about Let's first? go basketball. For, uh, we all you know, kind of heard it from Coach Sanders last night. We did also run these Forbes sound bites on uh, the coaches' show last night, but I think they're very interesting. You had a chance to talk to them. Well, I, I think the first thing is, uh, you know, you ask a generic question. What's it like the first practice? And, and, and Coach was quick to point out it really wasn't the first practice, but what he was excited about, instead of four hours a week, he now gets 20 hours a week. Well, it was really good to have more time. You know, we've been going. Actually, that's our 50th practice since June 22nd, but we've only been able to go for an hour at a time. Yesterday started the regular season as far as practice is concerned, so we get 20 hours a week, four hours a day, and so we were able to go uh, two, two and a half hours. So that part was good because we could go a little bit slower and put a few more things in. To me, that's so key because what can you really get accomplished in an hour? You know what I mean? There's not much time to do any rhythm-type things, really get going. It doesn't seem like to me anyway. I'm sure that Coach Forbes has it figured out and has down to a science. And uh, I don't think people do realize that this very much is a kind of year-round thing, you know, within the parameters of the NCAA, of course, but a year-round type thing where we say first day of practice because it is a monumental day, right? You're getting close to the season. It's a good thing to mark in your calendar and say, well, it's really coming around now. But uh, since they have been going for, geez, the better part of two months. Um, while it is a big thing, there also is some camaraderie there and some expectation from guys, I think, already. I learn how to practice, yeah. know the drills, right? There's a lot of guys that were not on the team last year, uh, 10 or 11 new yeah. faces for ETSU. So the returners just showing them, hey, when coach says this, this is what it means. If you're in high school, you're a junior college, you may call a, 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 the same name, but it's a different drill. So just learning how to practice and, and how the coaches want to do things, right, to how they want to warm up, how they want to do this drill, what are they 
they looking for here? So I think that's always important. And it was kind of funny because it, they have had so many. My next question, you know, a little bit chuckled at because, you know, how, how was the first practice, Coach? Well, you know, everybody has a great first practice. That's what I told the team. It doesn't really matter about the first day, the second day, or the third day. In my opinion, it matters what happens two weeks from now and three weeks from now if you're still having great practices. And so we had a lot of new guys, you know, so we're putting in a lot of new things, throwing a lot of things at them. We had some good moments. We had some, you know, not bad moments, but moments that we need to improve on. So, And that's kind of what I expect throughout the entire, you know, preseason. I, I kind of backtracked, yeah. though, from there but because, it, you know, he brings up the point of um, – you know, it's just kind of funny, but it's like recruiting. Tell me one coach that came up to you and go, you know, we just missed in recruiting. Man, we just couldn't get any players. I had to settle for these guys. It's great, right? It's great. So it, it, I haven't had anybody come to me in first practice. They've said, well, I've got things to work, but I've never had anybody come to me and go, it was just awful. Yeah. It was the worst day we've ever right. had. Right. You know, and if you did, it would probably be true because it was the first day. I mean, it could be the worst day you've ever had. Not something I've ever talked to you about. Were you ever an athlete? In just the state that, you are now with your back issues and things, I can't imagine. Just, but I mean, I played in high school. Okay, but that was it. So, well, so you remember though? I mean, I played in college at you know Division three level, so it's not like anything we're talking about here at ETSU. But I do relate to what Coach has talked about. You know, you're all excited first day. You're all excited first, second, third day. You're like, oh man, we're back. And, and it maybe is a bit different considering the fact that they have run 50 practices. There's stricter rules um, at the Division three level where we were only really allowed to get on the field for baseball, which is what I played about three weeks before the first game. And so then it's like, you know, it's all compressed. You know, it's not as much of a marathon. It's more of a sprint to make sure that everything's in place. But you really did see, you know, come day 10, 11, guys are maybe a bit tired, bodies are hurting. And, and this was baseball. This was not run up and down the court for, you know, 45, 50, 60 minutes at a time. So certainly can relate to what Coach Forbes is talking about. And the mental side of it, too, gets much harder to come that well, 10th, 11th. And, and it just took one day to get over that, right? Because you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to practice. Right. And the next thing you know, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're yep. running. Golly, I wish I had another two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened. Why so, was I excited about um, this? You know, Coach, uh, uh, the last question we talked to Coach Steve Forbes about, about the, the first practice and the official stuff going on Tuesday, was he had mentioned time, so I kind of followed back up with that. What well, seems like then if you have more time, you're able to, to implement some more things. I think it's been extremely helpful. You know, you just said that we don't have to cram everything in starting. In, it used to be October 15th when you and I started. Now it's September 25th, so it's uh, – it's been pushed up a lot, but it has really helped to be able to put things in offensively and defensively. We have, uh, we're probably ahead, more ahead on offense than we are on defense right now. And that's probably usually how it goes. Uh, the team hope will catch up with that. Uh, we do have a team that reminds me a little bit more of our team we had my second year with the NCAA tournament that can really score the ball. Now we've got to get better defensively. That has to be good to hear for Buck fans. Well, and let's be honest. Do, do kids like working more on shooting the ball, or do they like more on doing defensive drills and playing Locked defense? Lockdown shuffle right? I mean, D, right? Is that try? And the other thing is, is trying to play defense the way that this coaching staff. Again, a lot of new names, a lot of new faces. Some kids coming to high school trying to adjust to having to play defense, right? I mean, high school you can get away with you're just better, and you don't really have to play that hard. Or when you need to, excuse me, pick up the pace, you can. But you don't. You know, you really don't have to defend 94 feet all the time to stay out on the floor. So the high school kids make the adjustment. And junior college, similar. You know, there are a lot of times junior college kids come in, they're worried about putting up shots and numbers to get to the next level. They're not worried about defense. What kind of defense did they play in junior college? So everything's an adjustment. Uh, obviously, the junior college kids have a slight advantage over the high school kids for, for obvious reasons. They they played some bigger, stronger uh, competition, and so you expect that. But still, learning and even guys that transfer, you know, so you know, like uh, Kevante Tucker, or, uh, Kevon Tucker, he played at Wofford. That's a different system. Then he goes and plays junior college, which is a different system. Now he's going to come play for head coach Steve Forbes, and he wasn't here in the fall. He had to take one more class uh, to finish up to earn his junior college degree to be eligible. So he's a little late to the party. Now there was just one or two guys, and it happened. T.J. Cromer uh, uh, wasn't able to practice uh, his first year at ETSU. He had right? uh, He was fine. Right? <laughs> I don't think I would argue that. So. Um, uh, again, so things happen. So not everybody was there. They're trying to implement everything. And the truth is they probably babysit stuff. Said, hey, here's how we're going to run this drill defensively. Here's what we want to do. And now now they've got, you know, two, three hours a day for four or five days a week they can go, okay, now take that and here's really what we want to do, right? Or specifically, that's the base. Here's that. It's sort of like you hear in football terms, you know, there's there's the base part of the play. And then they start running about 12 different varieties of it, right, or variations of it, I should say. Same thing in basketball. Our base defense, we want to do this if the ball's here. 
now we're going to throw in some wrinkles and things we, we may do. Of course, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Is it encouraging or less encouraging for you to hear that comment from Coach Forbes about being better on the offensive side of the ball versus the defensive side of the ball right now? There's many ways to do it, right? We've seen teams that have gone to the NCAA tournament as mid-majors and just put up a ton of points, and it's worked for them. Other teams that have locked down and really gotten the job done. Uh, to you, since you know that kids do like to you know work more on offense, is that worrisome at all? Well, he's openly said and he that he recruits offense and teaches them how to play defense. So I'm not shocked. And that's, and, clear, and that's exactly <laughs> right. And last year, what was the biggest issue? When they need to hit a big bucket, they couldn't get the big bucket. So Well, the championship I, game, heck, I mean, how many points did they put up, right? I mean, they just, just didn't have enough. And, and it truly was outside shooting. So yeah. they, they get Patrick Good, that's going to help. Um, Trey Boyd's an animal from outside. Bo Hodges apparently has picked up his shooting. Isaiah uh, Tindale's another guy that can shoot. Tisdale's a guy that can shoot. So uh, there should be plenty of scoring opportunities. And the truth is you're – you lose a lot of guys, so guess what? There's not an inherent of I'm getting this many shots a game, right? You, everybody's pretty much starting with a, with a clean slate, so we'll see uh, how that goes for head coach Steve Forbes on, on the basketball court. And, again, it's not that far away. December or November 6th is the first game. They'll play that Friday night before. I think that's the third. But November 6th, they're going to tip it up against a very good Georgia State team. People say it all the time, but I think it – bears repeating i'm just so impressed with how forbes does things because it's got to be so much more difficult doing the junior college route and teaching so many new guys every single year i mean we have five returners on this team you know five guys that were here last year and saw everything that went on and were able to you know get major game reps under coach forbes um and, and i say five for major game reps that's even exaggeration because really it was Milad Narmus and bo hodges and then you had of course patrick good have to sit out Jeremy rodriguez have to sit out as well so um it, to, ha- to do things and teach a whole new system to a whole new group of guys every year, it, it, Steve Forbes somehow manages to get it done. He's got uh, he's got the system in place. He's got things working every year, you know, just how they need to be. But um, it has to be just so intensely difficult to figure out how to do with a new group of guys because there are so many personalities, different places people are from. But he always seems to find the right mix. Well, and he likes turn. You know, that's the one advantage he said being a junior college coach. He's used to turn over a roster every yeah. single year. He's done it pretty much every single year at ETSU. So. Uh, it's unconventional to what ETSU is used to, but certainly it's hard to argue with uh, close to 80 wins in, in the last three seasons and three championship games in NCAA tournament appearance. We had, we saw the stats last year. I think he, over the last three seasons, is like the seventh winningest coach in college basketball or something like that. I had some, I had some build, big names like Jim Beheim and you know uh, Izzo and, and all those guys. So to, to mention him in the last number of years at ETSU as one of the best college coaches in the country is not an exaggeration. What about uh, transition quickly to football? ETSU hosting Chattanooga this Saturday. What you learn from the coaches show last night? Uh, well, uh, Coach Sanders gave an update, and we'll talk about with Crazy Coach here in about 15 minutes on the quarterback situation, he says. And this was much to, I think, a lot of people's thinking was he knows you know, what he's going to do. He's pretty much got an idea, but isn't going to give anything away right now because that means that Chattanooga would then have that information. You just don't want to give Chattanooga that information. He also did say, and we'll talk about this with Crazy Coach as well, that you may see both quarterbacks. And, and so I'm assuming that he meant that as a by-design type thing. I'm kind of throwing some ideas around in my head about what exactly that could mean. But uh, aside from the um, quarterback situation, you know, he talked about the offense and defense for Chattanooga, what ETSU uh, needs to do on Saturday to have some success. I didn't think there were a tremendous amount of um, – crazy things that he said last night or anything like that. But I uh, did say he was uh, very against fall weddings. Uh, I appreciate you throwing mm-hmm. that question in. Um, after last week, he was big into uh, wings and tots. So I love the one great quote per show that you get, but also the plethora of information. And uh, found out that he does expect Jacob Sailors back this week, it sounded like, which could be a big boost. He said that they missed Sailors last week with the ability to um, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield, good hands, and the speed that he brings. Uh, Quay Holmes has obviously been fantastic. But to have Sailors as well as an alternate option the defense, something else to think about would would be big uh so uh, i've learned a lot um but uh, also learned that we still have a lot to learn before we go to saturday well of course we do and it'll be interesting to see just kind of um he was a little coy with it but but he was coy enough to to tell me at least he absolutely knows what he's doing oh, yeah. and and uh, has known it now he may not have known on monday but I think uh, last night at least told me for sure that he knew exactly uh, what he was doing and what his game plan is. As you would imagine, it, it was after Tuesday and Wednesday practice, pretty much Thursday situational. Friday's a walkthrough, so at the end of Wednesday, it would make complete sense to me that that is um, that he's ready to go with what exactly he's comfortable with. I'm excited to find out. Now, it does give a whole added dimension 
and this is what I think that he's got in mind with withholding the information and saying you might see both quarterbacks for Chattanooga to have to prepare for both. And uh, it's been mentioned a number of times. It's not like we're you know going to be running five wide versus goal line package with one of the different quarterbacks. Like you're you're going to be running pretty much the same offense, but um, you know they've shown drastically different things. And there's more tape on Austin and less tape on Logan. And you know so there's just a lot of things to think about. And if by design you're using both quarterbacks, does that mean that Logan is maybe used more in a um, and I'm just throwing this out. I don't think that I have no idea if this would be the case. I'd be like an option style type thing. I wouldn't think so because that's not something ETS really does. But I'm just, you know, I'm trying to consider all angles because that's what Randy Sanders has made me do. So imagine what Chattanooga is having to think about. Well, and I think that's where the cat and mouse game really, really comes into it, and that's what he wants you to think. But Chattanooga has two games of tape on Austin Herrick. It's a completely different offense. It's a different scheme. Yeah. I don't know how much that helps. They've only got a couple of games of Logan Marshy to, to look at. Yeah. I, you know, preparing for a right-handed quarterback over a left-handed quarterback. Does that change where the blitz comes from? Does that change? So I, there's some gamesmanship clearly in there, uh, and I, I think Coach Sanders knows enough to, to not tip his hand one way or another. But I got the feeling he knows exactly what he's going to do. He has a game plan. And he also said, basically, if that game plan changes, I'm ready to – you know, to go with the other quarterback. That's what I read into that. You know, I have a game plan. I think I'm going to do this, this, and this. If for some reason that's not working and one of them was a part of the game plan, I'm going to throw them in there. But he left the door open, maybe both a part of the game plan. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and I'll say this. I, I think if you're ETSU, you like where you are a lot more than Chattanooga likes where they are in terms of, you know, you're at home. You're coming off a huge momentum-building win. Um, Matt Bagai is going to come on here in a couple seconds. Uh, maybe he'll talk a little bit about tickets, but it's going to be a packed house. Um, you've got the question marks, you know, with court, the offense is coming off a huge momentum-building. So I don't know. I just I think that you have to like where ETSU is at. Let's go. Let's go. All right, we'll talk to Matt McGahey about uh, the rail, how that came about, uh, what went into making it, talk about the robbery, and I'm sure we'll talk about tickets Saturday, 730. Chattanooga and ETSU, the rail robbery will be renewed. This is Sanders and the Sidekick. Don't forget to download us on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can subscribe as well. That way you get the daily update whenever we upload the shows. You can get it firsthand. We also like to go Facebook Live Tuesday through Friday. We'll probably go five days a week once the football press conferences are over on Monday, but we want to make sure we bring you that coverage live as well. So Sanderson Sidekick will continue. Our special guest on the outside of this timeout on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Oh, well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services. We can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens Branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Uh, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. 
Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination, the Johnson City way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, Sandos, and the sidekick. And we welcome our very special Thursday guest, the Associate Athletic Director for External Relations, Doctor, the big doctor, Matt McGahee. And, Matt, first of all, let's talk about the rail. And I don't really mean the rivalry yet, but let's talk about uh, the rail itself because you were instrumental in getting that bad boy made. I'll tell you, Jay, uh, you said it. It's a bad boy. Uh, that's for sure. It's uh, It's been pretty exciting. Um you know, just adding a new element to the rivalry. And, you know, I don't need to talk about this with you. I, I know you uh, love to beat Chattanooga in anything. And, and uh, that competitive nature, I think we're going to continue to grow that with the rail. Um, and, and that's what it is, man. It's a, it's a physical railroad tie that, uh, that we were able to, uh, to pull from uh, somewhere in an uh, undisclosed location between Johnson City and Chattanooga. Um, and it's uh, – it is, man. It's raw. It's uh, it's a pretty cool trophy. Um, and, you know, there's rivalry games all over the country that, you know, trade an annual uh, competitive trophy back and forth, and, and we've never really had that. Um, so just through planning and meetings and conversation with Chattanooga, we, we wanted to add a new element to this thing and, and creating a trophy and, and something physical uh, to represent that victory was important. And, uh, and that's something that we're really excited about. I know our guys are fired up. I know Chattanooga's fired up. And um, I think it, it fits with uh, the history of, of both cities and, and the railroad industry in, in both towns. Matt, you're a big burly guy. People can see on Facebook Live, strong, play baseball, which is a phenomenal sport. So I know that you are uh, strong in that sense as well, mentally, physically. Did you go out there and rip that rail out of the ground yourself? Uh, Mike, that's a fantastic question, and I hope my wife is listening. Um, you know, she's you know uh, getting ready to have a baby, so if I have to jump off the uh, the call here, that's why I'm not just leaving you guys high and dry. Uh, but no, I hope she's listening to that because I uh, I appreciate you complimenting me there, Mike. I'm certainly not the the man I used to be. I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> are, fluff, you, are, whoa, whoa, whoa. are 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 you are you saying you did the bait and switch on, or is that what you did? <laughs> Well, I think uh, probably not, Jay. This has been a, a progressional uh, decline, I would say. Um, <laughs> I, you know, but but thank you guys. It's uh, you know someone else mentioned that that I was you know maybe looking a you know a little uh, uh, out of shape in that wow. photo. So I need to yeah. I probably need to get yes. back on my cardio. Uh, but no, I didn't rip it out of the ground, Mike. I uh, I work closely with some people who have some some ties. Uh, you know, literally, no, no pun intended. Uh, but but ties to the railroad industry and. And we found uh, we found this thing, and and it it is man, it is a uh, it's a beast of a trophy. It's it's five feet seven long, uh, five feet seven inches long, and 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 let me before I jump into some of the critical facts. I mean, um, I want to talk a little bit about as you guys know, everything we do, we like to have meanings and connections and and uh, special. Um, uh, connections back to, to everything that we do with our traditions. And, and uh, it is. It's five feet, seven inches long. That represents uh, 57 years and the first time uh, that we played Chattanooga to, to this, this specific meeting. Um, Johnson City and Chattanooga are 216 miles apart. Um, the halfway point, of course, is, is 108 miles, and um, the trophy itself weighs 108 pounds. So, you know, it's five feet, seven inches long, weighs 108 pounds. And, you know, I've toted that thing uh, all over this campus, all over Science Hills campus. And, and I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's a beast. Um, and I look forward to hopefully watching our guys carry that thing off the field and them making it a, look a lot easier than Scott Carter and myself, uh, you know, struggling with that thing. 
Um, so it's it is man. It's a it's a really great trophy. Matt, can you take us inside the conceptualization of this when it was being formed, and then the conversations with Chattanooga about it? Yeah, sure. So, um, so yeah, we, we sat around, and, and obviously there are some similarities between Johnson City and Chattanooga. The railroad industry being being that uh, the Chattanooga Choo Choo, our campus, uh, of course, being. Um, uh, the land itself, uh, formerly owned by George L. Carter, who was a railroad tycoon here. Um, so I think that's a pretty cool connection between both cities. Um, so in conversations with Chattanooga's athletic department, they were very receptive to uh, doing something focused around that. And, you know, we sat in some external meetings and kicked some different ideas around. As you guys know, um, you know, Scott and I are, are big idea guys and, and love trying to be creative and, you know, come up with cool stuff. And, you know, we went from everything from a railroad tie that was painted, you know, blue and gold because the colors of both institutions are the same um, to, you know, uh, engraving or, or burning the scores of the history uh, into the tie, um, you know, and, and I, I saw some stuff. Um, as a, as a former Science Hill graduate, um, I, uh, I saw some stuff that a guy that I've known for a long time, Brent Sluter, uh, is doing in their welding shop, and it's pretty special stuff. They've got, a, they've got a program where you can essentially upload any design, any graphic, and then their plasma cutter just goes to work. And, um, you know, I thought about, hey, what's, what's cooler than, you know, in terms of the railroad industry – steel and and the rail itself uh i think that's symbolic of of everything about the railroad industry uh it will last it's durable um and so that's kind of where this thing evolved we decided we'd reach out to him just to see if it was possible and he said oh yeah absolutely you know we can do that we can do anything uh so we went over we visited with uh with brent and and uh just kind of came up with this design. We kicked a few things back and forth and in terms of, of font and, um, you know, we added the stars uh, that have been cut out in the state of Tennessee representing uh, Johnson City and Chattanooga. Um, you know, so, you know, he offered some creative support and some ideas and, and, uh, and that's really kind of where it was born. Um, you know, we knew we wanted to have both logos on there, of course. And so um, as you look at the tie, ETSU's on the left, Chattanooga's on the right. Um, and it looks fantastic. Um, and I'll tell you, it was really fun watching that plasma cutter uh, do the work. Um, it took five minutes and 50 seconds from start to finish uh, for that thing to, to go from a sheet of metal to a reality. And uh, Stephen May and those guys got some fantastic video footage. It's, it's out on social media. We're going to show it on the video board on Saturday uh, of this thing being created. Um, and so it was a really fun process taking it from literally a, a railroad tie with nothing on it to, you know, a pretty special trophy that uh, I think is, is going to, you know, hopefully be passed back and forth for the next hundred years. Well, I'll tell you what, they'll find out Saturday night, 7.30, just uh, tickets, really not that many available, correct? No, we're, we're inside of, uh, of just a few hundred, Jay. I get updates from Brandon pretty much uh, on the hour, every hour, about where we are in terms of sales. And, and I'll tell you, this is, uh, this is a big football game, you know, very well. Uh, has the potential to be the biggest football game we've played here in 25 years. And, and, uh, and here's the deal. Um, the weather looks like it's going to be great. I think anyone who loves football – uh, should come out and be a part of of this one. It's going to be fun. Um, it's two rivalries uh, or a great rivalry with two programs that you know want to want to win. Um, and so it's going to be it's going to be a great game. And I look forward to uh, to hopefully watching the Bucks come out on top. I know our guys are working hard and they're focused and and prepared. And you know this time a little something extra to play for. Can't agree with that more. And if they need tickets, phone number? Absolutely, 439-3878, 439-3878. Uh, they can also go to etsubucks.com uh, to grab those tickets, and I would encourage people to uh, to get on that quick. We do have a white out, so um, I'm getting excited. I'm wearing white today just because to, I can't sleep, Jay. Um, and uh, so I would encourage our fans to, to wear white. We've got a couple of cool things going on uh, game day, too. So couple of surprise elements with our game sponsor and some some things for our fans so it should be a lot of fun matt we appreciate it as always buddy no, i appreciate you guys thanks, thanks. yeah i don't want to bring it up but I'll, i'm clearly fired up white guys can't get gallagher just God, so selfish what? selfish <laughs> selfish going with blue it's white out i'm gonna be in the studio i'm in the studio i mean what I, that's you could be shirtless i guess it okay matter. that is okay, what i plan on doing i'm very about, white um, so that'll work
So uh, as we do, so we're on Tuesday, and we do on Thursday, we go from the Seine. Today it was Dr. Matt Magahi to, uh, not, you know, borderline criminally insane. Actually, really, a doctor of a different kind. Yeah, because <laughs> this is – and it's really not him. He's trying to help us. It's Crazy Coach Thursday, so he tries to help us with the uh, borderline criminally insane uh, coaches' comments, which I'm not saying all the coaches are insane, but every once in a while they kind of lose themselves in the moment. So every we'll, coach has an insane moment. And I think we got a couple of them today for Coach uh, Crazy Coach to break down for. So we'll have Crazy Coach Thursday in just a second. Don't forget tickets, 439-ETSU, 439-3878. The Rail Rivalry renewed Saturday, Chattanooga, and ETSU 730 kick, 6 o'clock pregame show. Santos and the sidekick, SoundCloud iTunes and Facebook Live. Don't forget to subscribe and download us. We'll step aside for a timeout. Crazy Coach Thursday right after this timeout to hear a word from Sanderson Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef, along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. A red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. Uh, I got a bunch of mama's boys right now, and uh, we just won't buck up more necks, and we got to get through that. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hello? You play to win the game. I just hope we can win a game. Well, we didn't block him. But we made up for it by not tackling. Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down more than a baby learning to walk. 
He's our crazy coach, crazy coach Thursday. He's been hanging on, and he's ready to see what we got for him this week. We got a few sound bites for him. Got a couple other scenarios from coaches where we didn't get the audio, but we certainly were interested by the comments that they have made, and we're going to jump right in. Crazy coach, are you even there? Yeah, Jay, but I need to, I need to really make a request. I need to see if we can move to Friday because – I've been suffering from AMSD. You know what that is? <laughs> I got a good guess. Angry, angry man stress disorder. Yeah, it takes yeah. Like three days to, to get over him. That young man's got some serious issues. What if, <laughs> what if he played for you, crazy coach? How would you deal with that? Or better yet, is, is he one of those assistant coaches that you would worry about at night? You're like, I wonder, I wonder if he's if he's going to lose it on a player. Somebody else, the policeman, uh, the, the yeah, waitress. Uh, I would love him. I would love him as a player. I, I'd be like, hey, dude, he just went off and got 20 on us. Make sure he don't get 22. Because you know <laughs> the first – he's going to run him into a screen or he's going to come down and the guy goes to the rim. He's going to come back with one arm. I mean, that's the kind of guy you need now and then on your team. Crazy Coach, I kid you not, after Angry Man on Tuesday, I went down to our studio and there's a big blue chair in it that's very comfortable and that is very cathartic as well for experiences like the one we had on Tuesday with the especially over-the-top Angry Man. I just sit there for a good half hour and decompress. I felt, for some whatever reason, I don't know why it was, but I felt like I had been personally uh, victimized by Angry Man. Like My anger was boiling over as well, and then I came down from the emotional distress. It was well, quite trying. You, you all always ask him a question that gets him refired up too like the, the segments about the wrap up and and you ask like an innocent like what about and then boom he's all over you i well i'm I mean, in it for the show people want more anger so we will give it to them sure. if i am the victim then that's fine I, I don't have a problem with that but it is tough a eh? I, I, uh, crazy coach i i completely agree it is but i will i have to agree with him those guys in the left lane oh my goodness that gets me angry too so i, I i'm with him right there get I'll out of you. the left lane I'll let you go ahead. We got to move forward. I'll let you go ahead and introduce our first soundbite here because your team or one of your teams is directly involved. Well, I, you know, Scott Frost has uh, made a lot of noise because of which uh, job he was going to take, and being at Central Florida with the national championship and quote unquote. And, and well, I, and I'll say this: I'm of course I'm always the in favor of the little guys. We all know and pulling for mid-majors and all that. But they were recognized in the NCAA record book well, as yes, a national when, champion. When Alabama has national championship banners that are self-did, that they just self-said we're the national champions, that yeah. they have hanging up. So I don't know why Alabama is complaining if, if Central Florida did it. That, that's my thing. If Alabama had zero, that's okay, maybe that. But Alabama does have questionable championship banners. That being said, there were a lot of talk about where would he go to Florida. Scott Frost said, can I take all my assistants? Florida said no. He said, okay. His alma mater called. He said, can I take all my assistants? They said yes. So now he's at Nebraska. They had a very rough game, to say the least, against Michigan last game. Your Wolverines. It was like a uh, 56-3. It might have ended up 56-10, but it was disgusting early. And Scott Frost had this to say about the game. I, I honestly believe this is going to be the bottom right here. Um I don't know how many times I've been a part of a game like that, but we got beat in every phase. We're really going to find out who loves football and who loves each other and who's going to band together. Uh, we got a chance to hit reset next week. Uh, this is a really good team we played. We get we get a game we can win next week. We're not ready to, to beat a team like this yet. Go ahead. I, I just Okay, well, first of all, a, a team we can beat – they haven't beat anybody yet, and they're going to play a Big Ten team in Purdue coming off its best win of the year. Y'all, your, your initial thoughts of uh, the rock bottom to start with and banding together before we get into him flat out just saying we've got a game we can win, which they just got flattened by oh, 50. My initial response was, was that not the coach from Virginia Tech? I didn't even think about just the connection. Oh, I happen to know where a crazy coach uh, went to school, and it, it, it might be the school that beat uh, said Hokies. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I had to get some, some props, but, you know, I think he's just telling the guys that was pretty simple. I mean, you know, we're here. If you want to be here, stay here. We got to get together and try to figure out how to get this, 
you know, get this program going on in the right direction. Oh, okay, um, but but generally, isn't the the most coaches don't want to get bulletin board material? They give the spills and a, and you just get flattened, and you're going to go out and say we 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 got to we got this next one. Yeah, basically, yeah, we ain't worried about next week. We we Purdue. get we we can we can write the ship. Well, I mean, I think you got to you got to tell your players something, but I don't know if I would have put that in the news. I mean, that that's gonna fire up Purdue. But if you really, if if you're a player and you need that to get fired up to play, especially in football, I mean, you only get like 11 chances and 44 chances in your whole career in that, right now in college football. If you need something like that to get fired up to play a game, uh, you're really not that into college football or, or being a very good college football player. But I wouldn't have said it. I mean, you might you might put it out there to your players, but um, you know it will it will fire up the crowd and it will all the uh, minions on the uh, you know all the blogs and all of that will be fired up, spreading out all over the place and. Nowadays, uh, you know, no matter what the players say, they can't hide from all that stuff. It's so much out there. I mean, they're going to be hearing about it from their classmates because, you know, it's just the way today's, you know, social media is. Have you ever hit rock, as he says, rock bottom, and you proclaim you've reached rock bottom, but you really didn't get the rock bottom? That was yet another level. Because, see, I feel like if he loses to Purdue by about 40, could That's another rock bottom, right? Hey, what's the layer of the earth below rock bottom? I mean, he could be in the core of the universe if he, if he goes any deeper. The mantle? Um, he's got to, I mean, he's put it out there, so now it's up to the players to step up. But that's, that's something that uh, um, is going to be tough to deal with if, if they do lose. So, And you got to get, I mean, you know, Scott, you listen to him, he's he's that's the first time I've ever heard anything like sort of negative out of him. He's usually that positive rah-rah, you know, we're going to go out there and get it. But uh, after you get slapped around like that, I guess, I guess you, you got a minute to be negative. So Crazy coach, since Virginia Tech ODU has already been brought up, I think I'll bring it back into the conversation. And one thing out of that contest was, I don't know how it got leaked, but Virginia Tech had already written up a memo that said, quote, the Hokies are coming off an XX to XX win at Old Dominion and resume ACC play at Duke on Saturday. Tech is 3-0 and to start the season for the second consecutive year. So obviously they're planning for one thing and one thing only. Uh, that was pregame, of course. The XX-XX and the win seemed to proclaim that Virginia Tech is victors before the game's even been played. Uh, then after the game, Bobby Wilder, the head coach at Old Dominion, was celebrating in the mosh pit on the field with students. Two things are there. Firstly, the amount of disrespect that you feel and the vindication that you got when ODU won. And secondly, have you ever mosh pitted with students? Uh, not really. I mean, um, after one game we went and uh, we were able to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I was involved. So, um, But not to that degree. You know, now, with again, with, with so, social media, you know, um, you got to go with it. They, they have, what, six days? To, to really push ODU football, and it was, I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Everybody all over the country was talking about it. So, but my thing to that is I wanted one reporter to say, hey, you lost to Liberty, you know, <laughs> or you lost to UNC Charlotte, but you come out, what, what changed? That's what I want to know. As a coach, what changed this week? Were guys suspended? Uh, did they make a trade? I don't think you can trade in college football. So I don't know what what happened, but uh, you know, then the disrespect. I don't know where did the um, was it a was it a um, guy writing a newspaper or was it just from Virginia Tech? It was from Virginia uh, Tech, an internal memo. Okay. Was well, it? Oh, I mean, I think they. A lot of times, you, if you go to a game and watch some reporters, they're 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 writing the game down as it goes, you know, because it's it's, it's just the way they do things because they do have deadlines. But I've seen them like go through that, and all of a sudden, 
uh-oh, this is not going to turn out the way it's going to turn out, so they have to rewrite everything. I, I mean, uh, and I'll back you up on that, Chris. I've actually sat next to newspaper writers again, where it's a it's a weeknight game. It might be eight, eight o'clock or you're in the central time zone, and, and they've got a like as soon as the game's over, they got ten minutes to get the story out, and they've got the whole story written. And all of a sudden, uh, prime example, I think it was uh, UNCG. Uh, was beating ETSU by 19, and then Zaki and Gerald Wadud were able to to lead a 16-minute comeback. Uh, so the story's written, and all of a sudden, as it kept going, I looked over a newspaper writer, and he's he's erasing and writing, erasing and writing. <laughs> so I mean, it, it 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 happens in that. But the funny thing, I guess, is because you know that that memo for them is one of those that wasn't going to go out right up right right at that moment. But let's be yeah. honest, that's a that probably happens at a lot of schools, right? They're getting ready for the next game. All they do is uh, it, they did the classic what a lot of the players did, right? Didn't respect the opponent across the way, and you know that's what makes sports great, right? You've got to play it on the field. You can be whatever point favorite you want to be, but you got to play it on the field. Well, they probably thought, well, crazy coach thought, didn't you just lose to Liberty? What has changed to make I, me think that you are going to? I, in this I, I, listen, I tell the story all the time. ETSU went to Syracuse, got beat by fifty-two points. And I think I think Coach uh, is Murray Barto. I think he'd used every one of his timeouts before the first media timeout. It was twenty six two or something. <laughs> the next game was Georgia, who ended up going winning the SEC and going to the NCAA tournament. And the Bucks went by twenty. And people said, "Well, how that happen?" I said, "Do you not think Georgia saw the score at Syracuse and thought, well, you know, we'll go out and have an extra, uh, you know, extra few hours of uh, party time and didn't respect the opponent? Next thing you know, it's a twenty point loss, right, Coach? That that happens. Uh, that that that's yeah. actually a normal thing." Again, players see everything, but the the old Dominion Virginia Tech thing sort of reminds me of your marriage. I mean, <laughs> so you're saying I have a chance? Wow! So you're saying I have a chance? Oh, crazy coach! You took L after L after L, and then you got the Virginia Tech W. Oh, how about that? Uh, One more for you, crazy coach. And this is closer, of course, to ETSU. There's been kind of one thing in the headlines the entire week: ETSU football and the quarterback situation. And Coach Sanders discussed it last night in the coach's show. Logan has done a lot of good things the first few weeks. And obviously, Saturday wasn't going um, as I wanted it to, or he wanted it to, or anyone wanted it to. And I felt like it was the right thing to. to make a change, to see what happened, get, all, get Austin in there, and Austin obviously brought a spark. What we're going to do, I have a pretty good idea. I, I would share it with you, but I know if I share it with you and everyone out there that uh, Chattanooga will know. And I would rather keep Chattanooga guessing for a few more days, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, good so- chance both quarterbacks may end up playing Saturday. I'm not going. I'm not going to show my hand too quick, or I'm not going not going to divulge too much information right here. And I. I'm, Maybe that's uh, selfish, but um, I, I think it's the right thing to do for us, right thing to do for our team, and uh, it gives us the best chance to win. And I've, I've always said we're going to put the guy out there that gives us the best chance to win, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do whatever gives our team the best chance to win. So I hope that's good enough. Coach, do you believe that that second party threw in about both quarterbacks being seen, the likelihood of that being pretty high, them being seen on Saturday. You think that's a smoke screen, or do you think that that is what is on Coach Sanders' mind? Well, I, I don't know anything about UT Chattanooga, but uh, 90% of that is, a, I would believe, is a smoke screen. Um, I think the guy that started is probably a little more athletic uh, from what I just saw on, like, just on uh, TV, a couple minutes of of his play. So, you know, this football now has so many different packages that they put in there. But I would be shocked um, if Austin didn't start. I mean, and and play most of the game. But again, things happen, and all of a sudden, you 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 got to switch quarterback. So. He's basically telling both his guys to be ready, and and that's right. And and that's and, and that's, that's simple. I read into this as just a broadcaster sitting next to him and asked that question. I read into it as he absolutely knows exactly what he's doing, the game plan, how he wants it to play out. But he put a caveat in there. But if something goes wrong, we feel good about whatever, whether it be the other quarterback or we're not going to play the other guy or whatever it's going to be. But I read into that that – on Wednesday night, sitting there, that that he knew exactly uh, what he wants to do and what's going on. Correct? Is that what you read into that too? <laughs> he knew Saturday night. What time did the game end? 
It's late, man. It's eleven something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give him Sunday morning, you know, because you, you know, you, you give a guy a couple hours to celebrate that win, and uh, but I, I'm pretty sure he knew uh, because the rest of the team just rallied around the guy, and that was a spark, and and you don't want to kill that momentum um, unless you know. I don't go to practice, so you know, what if the other guy just you know was crazy this week in practice and, uh, you know, Austin couldn't throw it, you know, in the ocean. So it's just one of those things. I think coach knew, but uh, you do, you want to throw things out there. Uh, I'm sure Chattanooga is preparing 90 or, you know, 80% of they know who's going to be the quarterback, but you, you have to be prepared. So you're going to have to spend some time thinking about the other quarterback too. So, I mean, you want to put it out there to get the other team thinking about that. So, I mean, that's what I would have done. I would have done. So, All right, crazy coach. I got to go with Coach Sanders on that. Running out of time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Awesome. Great. Have a great day. Hey, Coach. All right, it's crazy, Coach. When we come back, it's four downs. We also got a couple of questions uh, we'll get to as well. Uh, unrelated to four downs, but we'll do that and more. Other side of Sandos and the Sidekick. Don't forget to download of SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook Live, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, easiest ways to subscribe to the RSS feed. That way you get the update from SoundCloud and iTunes, letting you know as soon as we upload the newest episode. This is episode 22, Sandos and the Sidekick. Back with our final segment, four downs, after this on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. Four. Now. Four. Now. Four. 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 Now. Is this, is this your favorite bumper again? Uh, this is Trey's favorite bumper. What's up, Trey Adams? Uh, what's going on, guys? How are you? Oh, I am fantastic. I was dancing down here just a second uh, ago. Oh, that had to be bad. Cutting up a rug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that going to be on your Insta snap? <laughs> uh, it might be. 
Okay, just checking. That open's going to be on Trey's demo right there. Yeah, that's, 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 listen, you, Trey's always confused why these girls hit him up on Instagram. It's because they've seen him dancing in the studio to that song. Girls hit Trey up on Instagram? No, I don't think don't. so. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Okay, I was trying to help him out. There you go. No. You're just killing him. Yeah. There we go. That is the there we go. Uh, All right. of the 22 episodes that we've had. All right, shoot. What do you got, go Trey? Ahead, Trey. <laughs> Come on. Follow that guy. We're waiting for you, buddy. All right, so we start with ETSU football. Big game this weekend, Chattanooga and the Bucks taking on in William B. Green Jr. Stadium. A lot on the line. Uh, conference undefeated streak on the line. The rail on the line. Always interesting, uh, always interesting prediction. What's going to happen the first play of the game? Probably more interesting this week. I'm going to go ahead and defer kick off. <laughs> wow, a great way to Kick circumvent off. what you're trying to get Jay Sandoz into. That's brilliant. Man, I, I'm He's right. down here. Yeah. He's right. Hey, you, you probably should have worded it a bit better. Yeah, I mean, you should have worded it. Uh, First offensive play for ETSU of the game? Is that what you were going after, Trey? Yes, I think, I think he was going to say basically ETSU wins the toss they receive – uh, who's I mean, going to start? Right. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's start? what that's what Listen, he wanted. Either, but. either could you know, uh, Chattanooga might get the ball, and then ETSU gets a pick six to open up the game. So, oh, but your so question was, just, what so was the, the first? first pl- okay, first so you want play the first scrimmage? scrimmage. That's yeah. what he wants. First, first play, play from, from scrimmage. scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, I think Chattanooga will have the ball first, yeah. and so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Chattanooga will air it out on the first play and it'll be incomplete. I think ETSU will receive the kickoff and Quay Holmes will take it to the house and then Chattanooga will get the ball and they'll start in the 25 and they'll hand it off for a, a two-yard loss. And it's your player in the backfield. You're going first play, house, house second play. Two-yard loss, okay, 7 nothing lead ETSU. Off to a good I, start. I, I feel like that's a hot take. Let's go. Ahead. I like it. I like it. Second down. All right, so we stay with ETSU Athletics. Women's soccer coming off a big weekend. They defeated Furman and Wofford by a combined score of 8-1. to one. They take a trip to Colway, North Carolina tomorrow to take on Western Carolina. Did the Bucks? are they 3-0 and in conference play after Friday? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's no question about it. Eleanor Goldoni is in top form. Sarah Connolly won SOCOM Player of the Week. Rachel Harbin is she streaking. She had the four-goal outburst yep, in case people missed that. Rachel Harbin streaking off the wing and setting up both of those two. And quite honestly, TSU looks very not only strong in the midfield and at the back, they also look deeper than last year. Um, I don't know what makes me think that, but they're just not ravaged by injuries, and so there's more players healthy. And um, there were a couple players that did miss Sunday's game, but they've had five days to get right, and those that filled in for them um, – did very well. Uh, so uh, I think ETSU, yes, they do get to 3-0, and and they are off to a good start already. It continues. Third down. All right, so we take a trip from Colloway, North Carolina, to Paris, France for the Ryder Cup this weekend. Wow. Uh, a leg off national, the U.S. taking on Europe. The United States has not won in Europe since 1993. I'll give you a quick uh, look at the Ryder Cup teams. Looking at Team USA, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, some other notable names, Tiger Woods in there, uh, Team Europe, Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, among other players. Guys, United States, can they do it for a second straight Ryder Cup? I'm going to say yes. I can't believe this isn't a – enthusiastic of course for me right now you are america oh come on now but i believe listen it's like if you ask me are is is usa going to beat brazil in soccer then you say yes that's just like i did with that one (laughs) yes good point i'm on the record fair enough yes i think that on the record i'm yes i think this is just like etsu football coming off of a big comeback against Furman and coming into the Chattanooga game. Tiger Woods is coming off his most landmark weekend in how many years and now carries momentum and the U.S. on his back into Europe, and there is no doubt in my mind that the U.S. takes the Ryder Cup. An interesting stat about that, you know, Tiger has only been on one winning Ryder Cup team in 1999 at uh, Brookline, so we'll see Shut how up. that Shut up, fourth down. <laughs> fourth down. All right, so making a sandwich. Got to make a decision. What type of bread do you want, white or wheat? There's only one right answer here. I'll let you go ahead and walk that limb, though. Wheat. Oh, my gosh. 
the worst answer possible. You're wrong. You gotta get like you're wrong. I drink in both diet drinks too. I, oh yeah. I don't like sugar. I like unsweet tea. Okay, what's your argument I'm for in wheat? The South, I've heard, I like unsweet I've tea. heard I some people say that they want flavor, so they go to yep. wheat, and I look Absolutely. at them like they're insane. There's flavor in white no bread. Flavor, you're eating bread. the wrong it's kind flat. of white it's bread. Flat. Oh my gosh. It's I mean, literally flavor. yes. The nine grain honey oat. Wheat bread. The iron grain honey oats good, but he said wheat or white. Yeah. I, I'm talking one that to another regular wheat. No, 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 no. Okay, well wheat. then if it's a white bread, I could go for like uh, cinnamon swirl. Then that's a white bread. Never seen cinnamon. You've never swirl. seen cinnamon swirl. Okay, no. we gotta, we gotta, I, gotta yeah, we work gotta. on your bread game, buddy. That's fair. Yeah, gotta work on your bread game. Yeah, yeah. This guy, he's yeah. work on his bread. Maybe game. We should cut down. What are we talking about? Bread. Yeah, maybe <laughs> carbs. It's, it's not carb load. Route All tomorrow. Right. Now I haven't reached out to Austin Herrick yet. Hopefully he's in though. Yeah, he has to come this week. Yeah, Austin Eric, round Tomorrow. three on Friday. Chattanooga ETSU, Sando sidekick.